This episode is class. If you know me, you know I love sport. I love seeing people achieve incredible physical feats. I love the demonstration of resilience and mental toughness. I love solid values and seeing people do their best to help others. I get inspired by acts of selflessness and kindness, and I admire people who risk their lives to save others. These are a lot of the reasons that I do a podcast, to meet people who fit some of those categories and to take inspiration and motivation from them. And then I met someone who fit all of those categories. My guest today is Rachel Lee. Rachel is a firefighter and a paramedic, which by itself would be enough of a reason for me to want to chat to her. But she's also a highly decorated athlete, having spent years gathering wins and breaking records as a competitive sea swimmer, most notably holding the current Irish record for males and females for the fastest solo swim of the English Channel of 9 hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Nearly 10 hours swimming continuously in the sea to another country. She's also a mother of two twin boys, coaches other people in sea swimming with ocean breakers, and to be honest, she's just an all-round legend. I asked Rachel to come onto the podcast to explain to me how someone builds the mind and the body to be able to consistently achieve such a high standard of performance and resilience, and still find the time to raise a family and work a very challenging job. If you care about being a better version of yourself, achieving your goals, becoming mentally strong, and just doing good things with your life, you'll want to give this one a listen. Enjoy. Welcome to our shared journey to find the answers to questions about health, wellness, nutrition, performance, life, and success, and to craft the most resilient, hardy, and happy humans you've ever seen. Welcome to the Primal Podcast. Rachel Lee, thank you very much for joining me on the Primal thank Podcast. Thank you, Dan. Can't wait. Uh, no, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, we were chatting off mic there. I'm just going to give a bit of context to how I first heard about yeah. the name of Rachel Lee. Um, there's a good friend of mine, JP. He's always recommending people. We talk about kind of, I know you hate this word, but inspirational yeah. people. <laughs> people who can help us learn more about yeah. ourselves or about lives or about how to achieve the goals we want to achieve. It's kind of what I'm all about on the podcast. Yeah. And JP mentioned your name to me. He said, you have to get this lady on the podcast. Um, so I did a little bit of reading, and to be honest with you, I was inspired. You've got a, <laughs> a glowing list there, a glowing CV. Don't believe everything you read. <laughs> That's true, it is the internet. So I thought I'd better yeah. get her on and see yeah. if she's talking absolute bull. So, oh, I do, yeah. 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 So here you go. Um, so would you mind, just for people who maybe don't know your name, yeah. um, who haven't heard your story before, would you mind giving us a bit of background into your life, anything you want to go into, um, but specifically, the this, obviously, your swimming and your achievements, and like how you got into that kind of... that side of life I suppose okay god <laughs> we have one. a lot of time yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we've loads so, of time yeah my name is Rachel um I live in Malahide I'm married to Tom who's also a firefighter and a swimmer I'm a firefighter Dublin Fire Brigade I have two boys Bruce and Lex who are seven and I grew up in Australia oh wow okay yeah so my parents got married and emigrated when they were 21 and they moved to Sydney they moved on to Perth and that's where I grew up and I was there till I was about 10 okay came back and then we went back again, came back. So I've been over and forth quite a few times. And that is where I developed my love for swimming. So when I was about six, I saw a girl win a trophy, said to my mum, I said, I want to win that. And she goes, yeah, no worries, love. And um, of course, I'm very, very lucky because I have like the world's best parents. Everyone yeah. says that, but I really do. <laughs> and they were, they gave us a lot of support. Um, whatever we wanted to do, they, they let us do. And that's where I started swimming. Brilliant. In a little mining town in the middle, 18, 20 hour drive from Perth. 
in the middle of nowhere and I had a 50 metre pool, a 25 metre pool and a baby pool and that's where I started. Okay. Mm. And how did that lead to breaking records for I crossing channels? I have no idea. <laughs> well, when we came back then, obviously, um, I was still swimming at a high level and obviously wanted to go to the Olympics. So that was the goal. Um, unfortunately, like everything in life, I just missed out. Um, I wasn't good enough and um, I then decided to keep up swimming and I started playing water polo. And when I got into water polo, I met a few people who were doing open water sim and I knew about the Liffey sim and a few things. And when I swam, I was a distant swimmer. And okay. I just, it's just by like everything I think in life, it's just luck, you know, what's yeah. for you won't pass you. And I just started open water swimming and I just loved it. And I just went from there really. And I started training and a lot of people when they, I swam um, internationally, um, nationally and internationally, so I would have been swimming twice a day, eight times a week. And most people, when they get to 18, if they don't reach the goal they want, they, they just stop. But I was lucky I didn't. I took maybe a year out. I was nursing at the time. And then I decided I'm quite driven and I just went for it from there. Yeah. So yeah, I just fell into these things. And you meet people along the way and they tell you about, oh, I want to do that, I want to do that. And um, got into the fire brigade and then it just exploded. Okay, yeah. So that's you, my life in a nutshell. You're really. being very <laughs> modest there because you, you've talked about how you got into swimming, but yeah. you actually currently hold the Irish record for crossing. It's the North Channel, is it? No, we for the English Channel. So the English Channel, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, last year we broke a world record for the three-person world record from swimming from the North Channel, which is from Northern Ireland to Scotland. So myself, Tom, and our friend, our one of our best mate, Ro, who also, we set up a company called Ocean Breaker, so we coach over water swimming. So we decided to do this. And um, yeah, that's the first of few we're going to do. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. And you, you have your own personal record as well, do you? Yeah, the English Channel. The English so Channel. So that's from um, England to France. And my husband did it in 2012, and I saw him do it, and he broke the record. Yeah. And it was amazing. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. Because we had done a relay. We had done a, a two-way relay as well. We broke an Irish record for that with the fire brigade. So we went over and back, but there were six of us on it. Okay. And um, he decided he wanted to do um, a solo. And he was amazing and he did it and in horrific conditions and then I was in the boat with him and I said nope there's no way I'm doing that and <laughs> then I had the babies and I said I'm just gonna go back swimming and I just booked it without telling him and that was it and you actually ended up beating his record by 11 minutes yeah <laughs> is that really? a bit of a sore <laughs> point <laughs> oh yeah yeah but listen it's it's like it's luck in the day you could go back the next day and you could do it 20 minutes an hour quicker or it could be an hour slower so it's just the conditions and whatever your swim is that's your channel so okay yeah I'm not I'm not a big swimmer at all I sink quicker than I swim <laughs> but just just explain to me the difference between doing a solo and doing a relay when you do a, a swim like that relay okay so a solo oh, so a relay swim you can do two three four six people so when we did our two way relay we went over and back okay. so it's now we're in and then five hours out because each person does an hour okay. until it comes back so it rotates so and we just kept doing that till we got to France then we went straight then from France back to England so that was about 21 hours it took us to get over and back so when you do a solo you're on your own in the water you can't touch the boat you can you don't stop you just keep going um, because there's uh, an observer on the boat uh, an official so he watches everything he writes down everything so what you do is you get on the boat in the little harbour in Dover you come out around the bay and you start off at the cliffs of Dover normally so the boat starts about 400 metres in the cliffs you dive in you get on the sand the klaxon goes and then that's it you just start swimming all the way till you, you reach France then you get up onto a rock Stand there, clacks and goes, you swim back onto the boat and then you head back to Dover. So. I'm, I'm laughing at you. You're just, yeah. And you just swim all the way until you reach France. I can play with the ferry, the ferry to France. last year who did it four times in a row, over, back, over and back. Sarah, amazing uh, uh, American chick, just incredible woman. So I've done loads of things, but people have done so much more. And that's the thing, you think you've done something, Jimmy, other people have done more, but 
you know yeah. yeah yeah we spoke about this just before we turned the mics on here and I mentioned Ross Edgley because oh, yeah, he's yeah. a big kind of idol of mine again mm-hmm. I'm not a swimmer but he's just incredible in his mindset and how he's able to do these mm-hmm. things and he did the swim around and the UK. Great British yeah, Swimmer yeah. in the UK 157 days I think yeah. it was 6 hours on 6 hours off or something like that but I said to you it's just a scaled version of what you did and my question for you and why we do these kind of conversations is whether you're swimming from from whether you're swimming the channel or you're swimming around England or you're, you're doing anything that like you were in the water for nine hours yeah. and well, 40, 40 minutes, minutes. Yeah. nine hours and 40 minutes yeah. in the water I don't, I don't, I've never done anything for nine <laughs> hours and 40 minutes you, you need to be able to develop some sort of mindset yeah. to stay in the water to get in the water well, to keep swimming to, to achieve the goal you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable and you okay. have to want to do it so th- yeah. that's why a lot of people swim and a lot of people fail because some people they might do it because they think it's the right thing to do or the next logical step but it's not for everybody okay. and you have to be aware of your capabilities so um, I wanted to do it and I am the type of person who if I'm going to do something I do it but I do 110% okay. you know so um, and I just had this goal and I knew I wasn't going to quit unless I was taken out which happened the first time okay. um, yeah because we had a change in weather and I had to be taken out which was just such a kick in the you didn't want to come out no you were like Brian O'Driscoll with a, with a head injury yeah I did not want to be taken out but the weather changed and it was just so so dangerous and it was just horrific and um, yeah so I had got taken out so that was just so unfair the squall came in and there was nothing we could do so when the, when you're on the boat the, if the captain says the swim is over no matter what the swim is over okay so um, for your own safety yeah well. listen that's the end of the day it's only a swim yeah. you know you, you're in the midst you don't realise what else is going on and it to people who, is this, who swim the channel is be all and end all but other people like ah oh, it's just a swim and yeah. it is just a swim and it's something that you choose to do okay, so yeah. it's really just about you the selfish thing that you want to do you know yeah. so um, yeah you have to want really you have to really want something and you have to like I used to write down a diary why I'm doing this what I'm scared of my fears and I have to face them and I met every one of those and I did overcome them and I got there and um, it's just you have to look at yourself in the mirror and realise when you're doing something whether it's a length of 5k whatever it is that you're doing it for you not to prove anything to anyone else but you're to prove it to yourself and then you'll finish it but if you're doing something for the memory of someone or you want to see how far you can go that's great and all but you have to want to do it yourself and 110% believe in yourself okay so that's yeah. what I did <laughs> fair play to yeah. you I, I know people are very familiar with listening to stories of great achievements like this and I, I, I'm not just saying this a lot of people you would hear conversations going about yeah that's brilliant and it's almost like they're desensitised to what's actually needed to achieve it mm. because they, they hear the Rachel Lee story at the start for mm. example and how you're going into swimming and then they hear the great achievement and then they hear you just what you've just explained to me there you have to really want it but it doesn't to people who haven't tried something like this and I don't mean just to swim mm. try to achieve a really difficult goal yeah. Sometimes that middle bit is missing, and I feel like today, when we're like we're surrounded by loads of media and Instagram, a lot of kind of stuff, you're you're showing all this stuff about what you should be, or can be, or can achieve, and if it's a job or a goal or a world record or whatever it might be, but no one ever shows you that middle bit anymore. And that's what I'm going to ask you now. Like you really wanted this, obviously, and you you write down your fears and you write down why you want this, and you have to really have a drive. But what do you do? Like I'm sitting here now, okay. and I re- I really want to. Li- win a world record in Olympic lifting for example and Instagram tells me I can do whatever I yeah. want and Oprah Winfrey tells me I can do yeah. but the middle bit is what nobody sees the middle bit is the, the, the five tears. o'clock in the yeah, morning yeah, yeah. the tears the, yeah. the arguments the, the the problems the, the the ups and the downs that's almost a bit cliche to say that but no one talks about that really yeah. so what's that middle bit for you how, like, how well, do you get there the middle bit is the main bit the swim is the easy part at yeah. the end so the training is 
what makes you what makes you different from anyone else and what what drives you forward. For me, um, I was 36 when I did the English Channel, so I was on Spring Chicken, um, and oh, I had <laughs> well, you know, I, I wish I had done when I was 26 because okay. I would have been faster, yeah. you know, and I wouldn't have had twins that were two years old. I wouldn't have been married. Who? Well, to be honest, Tom was the driving force behind everything and I couldn't have done without him. But, you know, at the same time, as I said before, you know, it's all about you. When really I'm thinking about my kids, my husband, my work. I was um, nursing as well because I I did that as a Nixer. I worked in Dubco. I was coaching, sorry, DDoc. I was coaching um, Simon because the channel costs money. Yeah. A lot of money. All right. So you need about five to seven grand just to swim the English channel. If it's for one year, I had to do a second year. What's the money? Okay, so it costs 3,000 sterling for the pilot and for your admin fees okay okay then you got to get there yeah, I know, yeah, I'll get you. <laughs> listen there's unbelievable plus it's sterling oh, um so you got to pay for your boat you've got to pay for your years training so you've got to pay for your membership you have to pay um to get there i know it's only the uk but you got to book flights you might just have to go out there and then and come on back you yeah. got to pay for your crew because you're asking people to go with you okay, your accommodation yeah. And if you think of everything, you got to do a six hour swim, it's time, it, it costs a lot of money. So first of all, you got to make sure, A, you have the money. B, you got to say, because, you know, I have my husband, well, I wasn't married at the time, but my, my partner, as I like to call him, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say, look, we're going to do this. And because he's like, you know, you'll always find a way. But um, yeah, so that was really, really difficult. Then you have to find the time to train. So yeah. I was, I work full time as a firefighter uh, paramedic. So my job was very, very physically demanding. So I'd be on nights and I can't go home to bed because I only have a window to get a certain sort of mileage in. So I would want to be hitting 50, 60K a week in training. So what I used to do is I used to get up at half four in the morning and I'd swim from five to half seven before work when I was on days. Then when I was on nights, I would swim from 10 till one or 10 till two. Um, and then I had to pick up the kids finish play school with the second year they were in play school. Then what I used to always like to be there be be home for the kids when they wake up, so get in early, then be home for them. Then when they went to ba- bed at seven o'clock, I would then go back to the knack and train for an hour or two. And that was around work days and nights and around Tom. So Tom gave up swimming for pretty much two years to let me train. Wow. Yeah, so if you imagine doing something that you love. Now, he listen, he helped me out when he trained there for me for my long swims and things like that. But he basically said, look, you go and do this. And I've got everything else. Plus, then again, you have the nights where the kids aren't sleeping, they're teething, they're sick, so you can't go training. So I was a real big believer in what's called front-loading your weekend. As much done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Or you might have a crap night in work or, you know, life gets in the way, you might get sick and tired. So I was constantly having to meet goals, plus trying to keep up flexibility, strength, eating. Um, there was no social lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as the weather gets better, then you got to do your long swims, you got to get back in the sea. So Tom would push the buggy with the twins and it was double buggy. And I'd be swimming up and down. I'd be freezing and he'd be shouting, stay in the water and you'd just be on your own. So it was very, it was really, really tough. But I was delighted that I did it, you know. But they, that was the really, really hard part, you know. Then getting the kids minded if you had to go off and do a six hour swim and do the long swim. So it was just this constant guilt of, oh my God, the kids, I'm doing this and trying to be everything and do do more. I actually don't know how I did it. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to do it again, even though the kids are older now. But um, yeah, it was juggling a lot of balls but I got there and it's so worth it and when you're going through because that, that's the middle part I'm talking about mm. that's a perfect description yeah, of yeah. it when you're going through that when you have the the, 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 the swims and Tom is shouting at you stay in the water yeah. and you're thinking about the kids and things aren't going wrong yeah. and the week goes crazy and the job's not going well and all that kind of stuff do you enjoy that or is that all just grind? Do you actually, do you, I know I know everybody enjoys after training, yeah. I enjoy after training, yeah. but the actual training itself and being in the water. Well, and, and the training when you had to get in, say like one day I had to swim 20k in the pool. So I was there for five hours. <laughs> 
you know, and you're just there going, oh my God. And But the thing is, you just have to switch off, but then still be aware of what you're doing. And you just have to do it because yeah. if you didn't do it, you knew you're not going to do the same. I actually am a bit of a weirdo. I do like training. I like sitting up and down that yeah. monotony. But I, the pain, the recovery afterwards. And then after you do that, I couldn't go home and go to bed. You have to look after the kids and do things or go to work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, the, the sea swimming was tough. Now, I had a, uh, had a great friend who was swimming as well in the channel. So we would meet up and it was great to meet someone in the when I could in the morning or the evening. But um a lot of it you, you have to do on your own because when you're doing the swim, you're on your own, okay. you know, and you have to be comfortable swimming on your own because there's nobody going to swim it for you. And when you're swimming, even though you'll see people in the boat and they might be laughing or talking and they're there for you, you're looking at them going, you bosses, what are you smiling at? What are you having fun? I'm here miserable. But they're there. They've given up their time. Yeah, yeah, my best friend came. She just had a baby. She dropped everything to be in the boat for me. But I'm looking at her going, look at you talking to Tom. I'm here miserable in this choppy water. Like you do start thinking these are totally irrational thoughts, but yeah. then you get back with it and yeah, there's no problem. Okay, yeah. yeah. I couldn't ask you just a slide. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're fine, you're fine. Um, I'm going to say the word mental toughness, right? Because yeah. this is something that's preached and preached and preached yeah. in, in all walks of life. Men, you have to be mentally tough, yeah. mentally tough. The first day you went training for this, were you mentally tough or was this something you had to kind of build for yourself over? Because obviously, to set the record, you're in the water, you've, yeah. you've trained yourself, you've trained your mind, your mm. body, obviously, which we'll get to in a sec, but you've trained your mind to be able to stay in the water yeah. and to ignore all those distractions and to ignore the feelings of get out of the water and what, you, what the hell are you laughing mm. about? You've trained that. Is One thing I hear a lot is, oh, well, I mean, you said it before we turned the mics on as well, it's easy for you. Mm. It's easy, you're just like that. Yeah. yeah like, and I, I hear I hear a lot of uh, athletes tell us sometimes, I mean, you were just born like that. Like, it's easy for you to do certain things or to achieve certain things. And yeah, there's a genetic aspect to sport I suppose mm. but it's more performance based when it comes to mental toughness did you have to build this for yourself did you, did you have to put practices in place to, to get tougher mentally or was it just kind of just get in and keep going at it and it'll build up a well I think a resistance I'm a creature of habit so yeah. we are what we repeatedly do and I, I really it. believe I in that it, you know yeah. and I've always been tough and since I was little, I've been getting up at four or five o'clock in the morning, challenging myself, wanting to be better. And even now I'm 42 swimming and I'm still challenging myself swimming, still trying to meet that goal, you know, get faster, get stronger. Even though I can't be the same swimmer I was 10 years ago, yeah. you have to meet new goals. So that is the type of person I am. Um, I think I am very tough because I don't... If, if something's scared, it's hard or scared, or I think I want a bit more. It means more to me. Yeah. Like I'd rather come last in a race no, and I gave that everything. It was the toughest swim than winning some easy yeah. race. The other kind of way. Yeah, 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 and yeah. to me, it's, you know, it is great to win now and then, but it's about doing it and being there and, you know, living it and feeling it. Um, yeah, you, well, you, you have to be tough. To, like, you yeah. can't just be, well, I'm going to be tough. And I really think you get tougher by failure. So I failed a lot of swims, a lot of swims I went out to. And like I said, with the first um, when my first long swims, I had to go to Barcelona to do a six hour swim because you have to do these qualifying swims. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you had to in 14 degrees. So I went off in, I think it was February or March with Tom. And the plan was to, we got there on a Friday. So, of course, getting the kids minded, yeah, more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, so we got there on a Friday. And my parents are great. Um, but mine and ten, two year old twins. And <laughs> <laughs> two year old twin boys. Two, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, who, you know, boys especially, all they want is their mommy and yeah, all. Yeah, so yeah. They, you're trying to, you know, and then you're missing them. So anyway, we got there and I was going to do two hour swim on Friday, six hour swim on the Saturday, and two hour swim on the Sunday. So I'd have a 10 hour swim on my um, shoulders, just be good practice. So I had a bit of, I suffer a bit of hay fever, I had a bit of a cold, and I kept saying it's hay fever. It wasn't, I wasn't well. Yeah. And I had really front load the week and I was going to give this a lash. So I got there and I got in the water and like it was 20 degrees, the air temperature, the water was fine. I got in and I said, oh my God, so Tom got in with me, did the two hours with me and I was, he's like, you're going to be fine. And I said, yeah, yeah, I will. But I knew going to bed that night, 
no, this is just going to be a struggle. I was cold. I felt crap. And I said, there's something not right here. But I said, no, no, I'm going to do it. So I got back in and the next day for the six hours and within two hours, Tom found me walking down the oh, beach, bawling, crying. Good luck. Because once you stop, then that's it. I yeah, mean, yeah. And even though he's, you know, he's not going to lie for you because you have to know that he's on yourself. So... I went back to the hotel. Just that was had we had a bite to eat, a few drinks. Went home. Good luck. That was it. So, yeah. Oh my god, I can't do this. <laughs> so of course I went back to my diary, wrote down everything. Went back. So you know you have to that you're thinking totally rational thoughts. Then oh my god, I can't do this. Ridiculous. And then you stop and you look back and go right. What can I do to fix this? So obviously be well. I was cold. So I put on a couple of kilos, which was happy days. <laughs> Bring on the uh, Hagen Daz. Yeah. And um, I went back four weeks later, and we went. We got up. I went, I think I got up at two o'clock in the morning, flew to Barcelona, got straight to the uh, beach, swam the six hours, flew home, went back to work the next day and I did it, not a bother. Jesus. So, but if I had never failed that swim yeah. or had felt that bad, would I be where I was? Resilience, I think, is really, really important. And I think it's really good for people to fail things because it makes you realise, OK, do you lie down and say, no, that's not for me? Or do you go, fuck this? I'm going to go for it and give it all I can, you yeah. know. And sometimes you might do a swim, especially like the channel. I know people have taken them three times to do it, but they never gave up. And that means, you know, they might have taken them 15, 18 hours. But that, I think, is just incredible. You yeah. know, that is pure resilience, determination, true grit. I mean, I don't know if I could do that. So, um, yeah, I think resilience is something that you have to learn. And I really believe in failing something, not, not deliberately failing something, but... You do some, I mean, there's a few things I've done and I just couldn't make them. And then I went back and I did it again. And I think that is what makes a good athlete, you know, to find out what you can and can't do, how you can change the process to make it better and then go out and lash it, you know. Brilliant, yeah. We all have good days and bad days as well. And you got to, you know, you're not always like, it's like running a marathon. Sometimes you can do all the training and the day you wake up and your calves are killing, your stomach's at you. Do you quit or you just keep going? So you and just you have to keep grind going. Grind out, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it is, you know. That, that's, that's so important. I think that's such an important message for everything in life. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, I used to listen to a lot of people who were successful or whatever. And I was like, why are these people so successful? The common theme in all of them was what you just said mm -hmm. there. Whether it was business or sport or relationships or whatever, it was I failed and then I failed mm -hmm. and then I failed and then I failed. Mm -hmm. And then I, all of a sudden I became successful. I was like, well, it wasn't all of a sudden because you're after doing 10 years of failing there yeah. and you learn from all that kind but of like stuff. like you said, no one sees those 10 years of no failing one sees or them. the no money and, oh my God, what am I going to do? They just see, oh, that's, oh, she did that before and she's brilliant. It's, and I hate that people say, oh, it's easy for you. I'm there going, nothing is easy for me. Yeah. I work so hard, but you can't see that, you know? You can't see it, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, so that's it. Um, and I, th I think, like, you're, you're teaching and you teach people now yep. to, like, when you get somebody in who doesn't have that range, you can spot them, who doesn't yeah. have that mental toughness and resilience. Mm. Ocean swimming is hard. Yeah. Like swimming in a swim pool is hard. Yeah. You're trying, it's essentially trying not to drown yeah. consistently yeah. and yeah. just keep going. When you get someone in the sea, it's even harder, it's cold, you've got waves, all the stuff yeah. you have to do with jellyfish obviously yeah. as well. Uh, when you get somebody in, you've probably seen this process, you've seen it in yourself, but you've said to me, and most people like you who are successful say yeah. the same things, yeah, I'm tough mindset, but you've trained that and you've worked yeah. really, really hard on that. When you get somebody in, and you see in this person, they don't have that mindset. You're able to teach these people. Mm. You're able to help them. And I imagine, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, you'd get them in first step. E easy first step, easy win, small victory. Get them in again and get, and then they'll hit a failure. Coach them around the failure yeah. and keep going. And eventually, there's somebody who's mentally tough. And all of a sudden, they're applying that to other aspects of their life as well because they've learned how to conquer things that are difficult. I remember when I was trying to learn how to drive. First time I got into the car, I was That's like 14. That's a real fail. I've driven I like, Jeez, I'm never going to be able <laughs> yeah. to do this. Like, how am yeah. I going to be able to do this? And now we're driving around like it's nothing. Like, yeah. And it's just the consistency of trying and trying and trying again. I'm a big, and we, we actually, we, we were talking about this. 
adversity, I think, is really, really good. And this participation is the success. Look, I get, I get it, right? It's important for people to enjoy what they're doing, yeah. especially children. This kind of, it's to, to kind of celebrate people mm. getting involved in things that are good for them, like mm. sport. But we're starting to see now it's a reward for everything. Reward for everything. For everything. Yeah. So there's never showing up rewards. There's show, a medal for yeah, showing, showing up. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Showing up is the first part of it. Yeah. yeah. But what about the rest of it? Yeah. And I think if you never have challenges, you get you'll get to a point in your life where there is a challenge inevitably because life is full of challenge. Life is hard. Like you'll get to that point, you won't be equipped to deal with that challenge, and it'll break you, mm -hmm. and you'll become unhappy. And then when there's loads of those challenges on a daily basis, and you're not you're not equipped to deal with them. You're unhappy then. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is to be happy. And I suppose it's the same yeah. for you. Like uh, achievements and stuff are great. But if you're not happy, what's the point? Yeah. And I think happiness comes from being able to deal with challenges because there's challenges every day. Um, and when you do a sport, especially a sport like this, that's individual as well. And it requires just you. You've no team to back you up. I know you did the relay and all mm. that kind of stuff. But when you're in the water, I know you have your pilot and you have your support and all that. They're not swimming for you. No. You're, you're swimming for yourself. Yeah. That, that helps you build that. You hit adversity. Yeah. You were two hours in, you had to walk back. You were devastated and then you just went and did it again. Uh, it's such an important lesson. I think we're losing it a little mm. bit with the younger generation and the older generation nowadays because we're expecting everything to be handed to us because we deserve it. Well, I think we, we need to be telling it. people it's okay to fail. Absolutely. You know, like okay everyone's like, come on, you got to do this. And, and like, yeah, and like, you're not giving them a way out, but you're saying, okay, you might do it. I'm always saying to people about their limitations, capabilities, because yeah. I get people going, I'm going, I'm looking, going, oh, well, let's just start back. Let's push it back a notch, you know? And yeah. let's, um, and I think as we get older, we kind of hit those uh, midlife crises, and all of a sudden, everybody wants to do Ironman. They yeah. want to be an Ironman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I I think it's amazing and I'm totally 100% behind people and I'm trying to coach them and you know influence them And but you have to know, look back and go what you have to start with you know and yeah. you know being able to float <laughs> being able to swim yeah, and, true, yeah. and wanting to do it because it's something that you want to do and I keep saying this but I see a lot of people do things because other people you know yeah. I mean sport's not for everyone it could be art it could be nature Absolutely, just yeah. pick something that makes you happy that you're proud of doing you know and like I mean one of the best things I've ever done is um the, I did the ultramarathon in Connemara and I'm not a runner. I'm absolutely <laughs> shocking. You did but an ultramarathon, you are a runner. <laughs> no, well, listen, if you saw me hobbling around and I'm, and I, but I trained, I gave it a shot and I did it with my cousin and it was just, I'm so proud of it. Like, you yeah. know, um, because it was something that I, I could never really do and I, I just gave it a shot and I worked hard and I'm not a runner, you know. I mean, I suppose in a sense people say it's easy for you because you're similar, come from some background, I've worked all my life, it's similar. That's tr that is true. Yeah. But um, you have to train as well and to, speed wise. But for running, I'm not. And um, yeah, I'm just really, really proud of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, an important kind of side note for all this, it's, it's not all miserable. Like no. you buzz off learning of something new and achieving something. When you do hit that milestone that you couldn't achieve before, it's it's the most incredible yeah. feeling in the world. And when, the people you meet. And the people you meet. That's the most important thing. And when yeah. you start to meet people, and this is, this is why I do this. When yeah, you start to meet yeah, people yeah. who have the same mindset and you're like, I'm not crazy. This really does yeah, exist. Yeah. Like and you, you kind of start to surround yourself more and more with those people. Positive people. You, you, mm. You're buoyed up by it. Like everybody in the group is kind of cheering each other on. You're all achieving your goals at your own levels. You're all supporting. But the mindset is the same. Mm. Um, and I, I, it's a huge. Did you ever hear Sebastian Younger? No, I haven't. Sebastian Younger is a. I'm going to butcher this now, but he's, no. a, he's a, he was a war journalist. And um, I heard him on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's a war journalist, and he was sent to places like. Um, I think it was Iraq he was with an American um, army unit and they were up in the mountains. Maybe it was Afghanistan. Was it, they were in like one of these forward operating bases where it's you and a few lads for months. And he observed these guys in combat in the mountains, isolated by themselves. He went to places that had been struck by natural disasters, earthquakes, um, New Orleans after the, 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 the um, disasters down there. And he started to notice that all these people who were going through real struggle together 
were way happier than everybody else. And they, they were looking at the data, there were surveys done, say people who had lost everything, their homes and floods and hurricanes and stuff like that, were happier than they had been beforehand. He was like, what the hell is going on here? The guys, the, the soldiers who were coming home from war, when they tried to get back into normal life, were miserable. And he eventually came to, to this kind of conclusion that all these people are in this mindset where they're trying to achieve a goal together. They're supporting each other. They're, they're positive. They're driven. The, the, uh, the, the soldiers, we've got to stay alive. We've got to achieve the mission. There's 20 of us here and we have to, we no help. We have to support each other. We're all in a positive mindset. Wake up every day, achieve. It's hard, but every day we achieve something more. Mm-hmm. And when they came home, they're back into modern life where you're sitting there and you've got your iPhone and there's mm-hmm. no real kind of community or connection anymore. And the people with natural disasters Everybody lost their homes. We all have to band together, guys. We all have to really achieve this goal and the mind starts, starts to change. So they become happier, which is, it was weird when you think like war is not a happy place to be, but these guys were happy. Natural disaster, you lose your home, not a happy place to be, but these people were happy. It's kind of the same as what we're saying here. When you have a common goal, when you have achievements, when you have uh, difficulties and challenges you're overcoming together, people are happier in general. Yeah. But I think nowadays we're, we're being forced into these kind of cubicles mm. little office cubicles don't talk to your neighbor just do your job don't talk to anybody just do your job it's all about you do your own thing do your own thing and we lose that drive it's a network yeah it's, it's a network and whatever yeah and your goals then become the goals of the company you're a company man now the goals become the company's goals they're not your goals anymore and they're not the people who are sitting around you you're all just kind of working towards this random make more money goal um, and i think that contributes to a lot of this unhappiness nowadays so why someone like you is very important and to hear these kind of stories is even living in the modern world with family and kids and jobs mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff you can still find something outside the realm of that you don't have to go to war or have a natural disaster yeah. but you can find a group of people who, who bring you back up again and who help you achieve these goals and who you, you'll have these challenges put in front of you but they're your challenges mm-hmm. and you own them and you'll fail but you'll fail for yourself and you'll achieve what you'll achieve for yourself I think it's so important well, like you said and if you do fail you fail getting up off your arse trying something you're not on the couch you're not exactly yeah. you know and so to win yeah and, didn't and, fail, and you, you try won. that's the thing and, and failure shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say the word failure it sounds so final but you know you got out you tried you gave it everything and that's the whole thing about and I was when I was doing the channel I was like it's the, the swim is one part of it it's the training and the standing at the edge just right you're here now whatever happens yeah. doesn't matter because you're here you're going to attempt it and it's all about the attempt the cross and, and being to that point then from there you can decide what's going to happen, you know. And of course we can't control the weather and that's the one thing about open water, the variables, it, the conditions yeah. change so quickly. One minute it's flat calm, it's all choppy. I, I never get flat calm water, I always get horrific, really <laughs> choppy. But that suits me, that, that's just the way it is. Um, but you, that's, what, that's the, what the draw you're given, yeah. you know. So um, and just one thing you said there about uh, that, that journalism, I think that was kind of the silver line in COVID when the lockdown yeah. people, families, they're saying, oh, the kids have never been happier. They're saying the mum and dad more, yeah. the little things like picnics, going out, spending time as a family, like the beaches were packed. And it was lovely to see families there together. I know what was going on was horrific and I was working within it, but there, there's the silver lining in everything, I think. You know, you have to Absolutely, take the go with the bad. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, have, I have a two and a half year old, Zoe, and yeah. it was the best all respect to anybody who was affected negatively by yeah. COVID, but I think there was a lot of positivity of to take from that situation, like like the natural disaster we just talked about. You learned from everything. You learned from it, and we just had after the after the initial week or two going, oh jeez, what are we doing here? Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. The time you got to spend together, you, you, like you never get that ever. Yeah. You never get that, and it, it, it was really really good. So it definitely was a silver yeah, lining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not rushing around doing things right. He's got to be there. We got to do that. We got to. It's like no. It was almost like you're pulled out of the matrix for yeah. a second. Like that's how I spend my life. Jesus, like that you were forced to kind of just put a stop, yeah, and then have a look around. And usually you have to 
go after that yourself. You have to look for that and you find it in sport or meditation or whatever like that. But now everyone was forced, right? No, everything's stopping. You're not allowed to do anything for a couple of weeks, a couple mm. of months. And people were like, whoa. Now, I know some people struggled with that because it could be difficult as well. But if you're it, on your own, that's the thing. I had family, yeah. I'm anyone that was on their own or isolated or people working from abroad or didn't have anyone or some people, their work is their life. They yeah. don't have. Yeah. A, that is very, very difficult, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, the, the word mental health, we hear it all the time, but I don't think unless you're going through, you fully understand what's happening. No, no. And it is, it is a, it's a hot topic. People mm. love to talk about mental health. But again, it's the same kind of thing we just spoke about. The, that meat is missing. When people mm. talk about mental health, they talk about being positive and positive mindset and be kind and all this kind of stuff. But they're missing the meat. It doesn't just happen. You can't just sit there and be kind or sit there and be positive or feel better. Uh, my girlfriend's going to laugh now when I say this, but anyone ever tell you just to cheer up? Oh, it's the worst. Like, that's... Or relax. Re- oh. <laughs> I'm a diva for it, yeah. <laughs> if someone tells yeah. you to relax, but they're not giving you the meat, how do you relax? Yeah. Like, you have to do some mental health. People who struggle with mental health, they need a method. And like it's different for everybody. Everybody has there's a tool for everybody. Like sp- I think sport challenge, all that kind of stuff is is probably the number one in mm. my opinion. Uh, but there's there's something there we're missing. But we're being told we're being given this message on social media and the internet: be happy, be positive, mm. be kind. And on the outside, everyone they post up their little thumbs up and whatever. But really, we don't practice it enough mm. between each other. Um, and well, I'd be very positive and happy-go-lucky person most of the time, but I have bad days as well, like it's everybody. It's human. And you could say to me, whether it's like, um, oh, it could be anything, whether it's from work or whether it's just hormonal or whether it's just life, yeah. saying someone, you've got to go through it. And like yourself, I find um, exercise because you release those dopamine endorphins, so you're naturally going to feel better and you're still trying to grate through it. Or it might just be going somewhere to stand. I was down in Low Rock with my dad last week and it was just a beautiful day and that's where we swim. And uh, we were out walking together and he goes, I want to go for a swim. I said, come on, we'll go down. And we had a few bits in the car. We went down and he goes, go off now and do go out. I said, no. I said, I just want to lie here, float like someone who didn't know how to swim. And that to me had more positive effect. You know, it was just amazing. Like, you know, yeah. and still every day when I'm down or when I go down there or I'm passing every day, it's just the little things that we take for granted sometimes can be the biggest things, you know? So yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You said that there was a lovely little video that you were talking about that specifically. That was, yeah. You said it was like, this is my form of meditation. Yes, absolutely. This is your your thing that you do. And most of the people I speak to, they have their, their things. I love it because this common thread keeps coming out. Anybody who's, I'm not going to say anybody who's on top of their mental health or anything like that, but anybody who is generally in a good place in their life understands they're going to have downs mm. and they have things in place to counteract the downs. Mm. Now, it's not going to mean you're going to go for a swim and all of a sudden you're going, yay, I'm happy mm. again. But it's going to help you deal with those negative Irrational feelings. Thoughts, yeah, and yeah. there's going to be stuff uh, all the time. And I know, like, from a physiological point of view, women are going to feel up and down mm. during the month. Like, that's normal, but that's almost a taboo thing now. No, you have to be on. on. I spoke about this with Maria. Uh, Connolly was on with me. We spoke about this. You're expected to be on all the time as a man and a woman, but you're not... You're not allowed to have any downtime as a man or a woman or a child or an old person like that. You're expected to be on, perform, 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 perform. So people almost feel guilty about feeling bad. Mm. So they don't put things in place to help them feel good again because sh- I shouldn't be feeling bad. I just go to work. I'll just get on with it. Just get on with it. It'll be grand. The Irish thing, it'll be grand. Mm. But having stuff in place, uh, it's been like some of my guests, they call it non-negotiables or um, interventions or recognize or derailers, all these kind of phrases for the same thing. Understand that you're not going to feel good all the time and have things that you can do that make you feel good well, again. Mine would be I get very overwhelmed. Yeah. That's why I, I get this feeling of loss of overwhelmness because I'm probably doing too much yeah. or um, you're tired and you, I'm just not able to cope with, you know, certain pressure things that are happening. And I am. I just need just to step it back for a minute. OK, relax, breathe. Yeah. 
think about it, whether it's a swim, whether it's a sit down, just sit there and go take it all in, listen and just be still and then go, okay, off we go again, you know, and you just need to take that little time out. Now, I know some people need a lot more than that, but for people who are in my same situation, you just need to take it back a notch, you know, so whether it's support from your family, talking, whether it be, I like to be on my own, I never stop talking, but I do like to have those (laughs) five, ten minutes sometimes where I just sit at this rock and just sit there. I think when people see me just sitting there, go, we're going to leave her alone for ten minutes. And um, yeah, it's just really important to me. What's that quote? You probably know this quote. I love it. And I I keep saying this, I keep forgetting the name of the, uh, I think it was a French philosopher said this years ago, it was, uh, the root of all man's discomfort is his inability to sit by himself for yeah. five minutes. Yeah. And that's so true. Yeah. Like uh, for years and years, I couldn't sit. I couldn't sit by me. But when I started taking two or three minutes, I was like, you know what? Uh, all this stuff starts yeah. going. It's terrifying at start. But when you start to practice that, you're like, yeah. this is this is therapy. Like this is my therapy. Well, it's just being by myself. I saw a quote this morning saying, if you don't take time for wellness, you're going to have time for illness. That's a great one as well. You know, and it's so true because, you know, oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> because, um, you know, if you just don't, and especially now, I think when you're younger, your 20s, you could do anything. I mean, geez, I remember I could do it in 30s. Yeah, now from when I'm in 40s, I'm kind of going, you do need to slow it down because you can't, yeah. you can't uh, recover like you used to. And you just need to slow it down a little bit, you know. Hello. Just a quick little break to remind you that today I'm chatting to Rachel Lee about sea swimming, performance, toughness, achieving goals and much, much more. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot me an email at podcast at primal.ie. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Primal Pro, P-R-Y-M-A-L-P-R-O. And check out the show notes for this episode over at www.primal.ie forward slash Rachel Lee. Yeah, but even people in their 20s now, there's a lot more now in your 20s than there was 20 years ago in your 20s. Yeah. There's a lot more emotional pressure and uh, now life is comfortable now like with phones and cars and it's great like yeah. it's all great but that brings an added element of psychological pressure because all that stuff is telling you is here's what you need to be you need to be perfect look be perfect yeah, looking yeah. you need to be have this amount of money and have this job and this car and that means you're a good person and you're successful and that's the message we're being bombarded with whether you're 20 30 40 or 50 so apart from the normal stresses of life raising two kids holding down three mm-hmm. jobs breaking records all that kind of stuff which is all very stressful You've got all this extra stuff on top of you. So, uh, yeah, yeah. when you get a bit older from a physical point of view, you, you, you recover a little bit slower in everything. So, yeah, absolutely important. But even when you're 20, even when you're in your teens. Well, I'd hate to be a teenager now. I would hate to be a teenager Social media. Now. Imagine all the stuff they saw oh, when we were younger. Stop. I'd never have gotten a job. <laughs> I'm in my 30s and I'm still freaked out. Every, Jesus, is that what I'm supposed to be now? there's cameras everywhere. And like, there's camera on there's, anyway, no, look at the state of her. She, oh, yeah, God. <laughs> but look at the state of her. She's drunk. She's doing this. He, look at what she's wearing. But we all did that. There was no cameras judging us, yeah. you know. And I just and that's gonna, oh, I I just and even the programs that are on telly now, it's just <laughs> this naked attraction. Not a love, naked attraction. Oh what? Okay, my that god! Was I get the whole oh, love. Don't get me wrong, I love it. But <laughs> <laughs> this thing is addictive. It's addictive. But I just be going, why would you go on that? Why have you feel that bad about yourself? You feel you have to be. That's one thing. You're good. Yeah, yourself. I really awful. don't. I get, I get the Love Island thing, and it's all. Yeah, I get. Oh, I don't that. get that at all. But I understand yeah. what I don't yeah, understand yeah, yeah, the yeah. attraction of the people and why people go on it because it's the cool thing to do whatever the naked attraction thing if anyone hasn't heard the head of this show it's essentially you go on channel 4 classic channel 4 <laughs> classic yeah and it's a dating show and you have a man or a woman is the, the you're transgender you can be anything it anything, can be anything, okay. Anything, it can yeah, be anything, yeah. yeah. And then you have all and be these... And into anything. And be into anything. <laughs> and you have all these, uh, like, doors pods. as pods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they slowly reveal a n- naked people. Mm. And you judge them on how they look naked. It's just bizarre. Yeah. And, like, who puts... Who's that? Yeah, it's a good, I love to go on that show. Oh, I, don't, I don't get that. Anyway, yeah, it's, yeah. it's mental, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, we're surrounded by all this madness yeah. now. Um, and especially when you're younger and your brain isn't fully, fully 
formed, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, it's very influential, I suppose. They're looking at thinking that's the way it should be. Yeah, God. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. I'm not. Glad a I'm older. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> glad I'm a bit older. Um, uh, just on the on the actual sporting side mm. of of doing something like you've done here. What was your training and your nutrition and stuff like that like? Well, do you know what Tom said to me, Rachel? Do not speak about your nutrition. Do not talk. <laughs> well, look, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an out here because, again, I said I'm a big fan of Ras Edgley. Yeah. If you look at what that man eats. Now, I know he's doing thousands and yeah, thousands. Yeah, yeah. Cheesecakes and burgers and all that. Kind. Now, yeah. he's not advocating that's good food. He needs high calories. Does, but when you're yeah. sea swimming, I mean, you're yeah. going to be the expert in this. You're going to tell me you obviously need a lot more energy when you're in the sea for nine hours and it's cold and yeah. you're constantly going and you're battling waves and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is you have to build... Some people, there's this misconception that you need to put on loads of weight for the channel, which okay. you don't, because if you put on four, five, six kilos... You've got to bring that with you. you got to bring it with you. Exactly, <laughs> you got to carry it when you're swimming. So um, I was, I did struggle with the cold and I suffer really bad with rain, Raynaud's syndrome oh, on my okay. hands yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. getting worse every year. Oh, no. So I was, I had to put on about two kilos. So I think I put on about three okay. and it made such a difference. Um, it made me mentally, um, did I need to, looking back, do you think I maybe? Oh, I don't know. But anyway, I did. But um, it's, you know, it sounds great. Oh, I'm going to um, put on loads of weight. I'm going to eat. You're doing so much training, so much work, and it was actually, I found it difficult to put on. Yeah, now, not a bother. I can believe but then, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I found it hard. And I don't like, I don't eat big meals. Like, I like a bit of pasta, big into fruit. I, I would eat very um, healthy. Um, well, I'm very my love of chocolate and wine. <laughs> but, um, you know, I would, you know, I'm into protein, but I don't like protein shakes. I don't yeah. like yogurts. There's a lot of st- porridge. I can't eat porridge. It makes me vomit. So, um, <laughs> I had to, you have to find a drink. So, when you, we call feeding when you're swimming in the sea. So, what would happen is after the first day, I'd have a feed okay. so it'd be drinks you have to drink like 200 mils so I got this energy drink called Torque and it was high it was like full of um, electrolytes um, kind of a carbohydrate like like drink and it was grapefruit flavour so drinking it in the pool is one thing drinking it when it's tasting the seawater oh, and it's been washed around yeah, yeah, yeah. so I um, some people like to eat when they swim I would have I think I had like a couple of Jaffa cakes or a couple of jelly babies because it's very hard to eat yeah, chew because imagine, yeah. your tongue like the layer comes off your tongue after what's the what's it called salt tongue or yeah, sea oh, tongue it's or something disgusting. Yeah. Sweat, it's disgusting yeah. Yeah. like god thank god I had a boyfriend because <laughs> <laughs> nobody going to you afterwards um, so yeah you have to you have to find what works for you and it, your feeding is really really important because if you get that wrong that could be the end of your channel and then I really like I love flat coke you know uh, diet coke is brilliant when it's flat yeah, yeah, no, for an endurance race. So, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't drink Coke at all. I hate yeah. fizzy drinks. But um, after seven hours, they said, don't give me any flat Coke to seven hours because it's like getting, I, I kind of met, like, it's just a shot of just energy. It's okay. amazing. So, yeah, you have to get your feeding right. And, you know, people believe in this, like, big pasta stuff. You don't only be sitting in your stomach. Yeah. you got to eat normally. So, protein, definitely you need more carbs than usual because of all the energy you're doing. Of course. But um, if you are doing the endurance, it would be really beneficial to get nutrition advice about it and find out what feeds, because a lot of feeds can make you sick, they can give you diarrhea, they can make you vomit. Yeah. So it was a lot of um, trials and tribulations of finding what suited me while I was, and you've really got to feed while you're trained so you know that your body can get used to it because yeah. you do suffer really bad with stomach of problems course, when you're yeah. swimming and um, there's no toilet you can just yeah, pop all on yeah, into, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you got to find what's right for you and um, the big thing I would say to anybody is just never this carbo load just don't don't do that like yeah. just eat normally because you should have enough in you to keep you going especially if you're feeding right yeah, I find the carb loading is one of these kind of it's an old misconception really isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah I mean there's I suppose there's a bit of there's a bit of science behind it but yeah. people f- again it's it's like if you need to carb load you haven't done exactly what you 99% need 99% yeah. of what you need to be doing you haven't yeah. prepped properly for this event the carb yeah. load is like the last 1% maybe yeah. depending on the event and the type of event as well like yeah. um, again, well, the more in the channel I think I had like 
half a slice of toast and a cup of tea. Yeah. That was but it. you knew you were going to be, you'd be going to be doing your feeds. Like, you yeah. Knew you, you, you had a. But it was sitting in your stomach as well. And yeah. Your oh, I couldn't. Yeah. 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 And one thing I actually find really interesting, I got this from Ross again, is I'm not a, I'm not a swimming expert, was he was told before he did this swim that he was a brutal swimmer and he was the wrong shape and the wrong size and all this kind of stuff. But his thing was, I'm sea swimming here. I'm not looking to break the record mm. in a pool like Michael Phelps. So I don't need to be the seven foot wingspan and mm. the, the, the triangular shape and all that kind of stuff. I just need to be able to batter my way through these waves mm. and get to where I'm going he, to. He's a good swimmer though. He used to swim. He's a very good yeah, swimmer. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. really could have lied a little bit there. Now. He's got yeah, the technique. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm not, uh, obviously technique is massively important, but you're not necessarily looking to break a 40 meter dash time yeah. or anything like that. You need to have resilience and endurance yeah. and you need to be able to fight waves and you're going to be up and you're going to be down and you've got cold and you've got jellyfish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jellyfish might, yeah. I hate jellyfish. Yeah. Um, so you're battling all these kind of things. So it's, it's kind of resilience you need as well as being a good athlete, I suppose. But he really, his approach, um, he smiled the whole way through it. He's a weirdo, I don't know. I know, but I guess he's like, I'm here doing this. He, You choose, I always say that like, oh, you're miserable, but you choose to do something. So it's your battle. So you chose this. So just get on with it. There's no point being miserable. You're better off. And it's easier to do it with a smile on your face. And even if things get scary or get tough, like you're you're living it, you're doing it. Yeah. And you've got to tell the tale afterwards, so just keep going. Yeah. You know? well, if you start panicking, you're in trouble. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not in the right mindset to do mm. anything like this, like you're in, mm. if you're going to do a 5K run, you're not in the right oh, mindset. Yeah, you're yeah, in trouble. Yeah. But you're, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Well, I always say that the, the mind will quit before the body will. Yeah. So you're, if you just keep telling your body, keep going, keep going, the body will. It'll just keep going. But yeah. once the mind says, no, that's yeah. it, you could be the fittest you are, the body will say, good luck. That's yeah. it. You've told me to quit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. just keep saying, I got, the, even if you know, you're saying to yourself, oh, I can't do this, keep saying, I got this i got this i got this and your body will just keep on going yeah it's kind of like this idea of stoicism this is what he talks about yeah and the scholar athlete like you understand what you're doing you've prepped but you've prepped your mind so there's no i think you're trying to remove any surprises for yourself mm. like you're like this is going to hurt this is probably going to suck a little bit mm. but now i understand all that it's no surprises so now i can mm. kind of just enjoy it like i, yeah. I, I acknowledge all this stuff is gonna it's gonna suck it's gonna mm. hurt it's gonna be difficult but i'm ready for that now and i've done the training and i'm prepped Go and enjoy it now. But Doesn't that's it. You got to enjoy it you because you put it. all this work into it. Well, what's the point it? if you don't exactly. enjoy it? I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So you're right. Um, and then just to, in terms of physical training, was it just all swimming? No, I suffer really bad with my lower back because you're hyperextend all the all time, the time yeah. and my hips are especially after having the twins yeah. and my hips are in bits so I had a great uh, friend and physio Niall who's also a channel swimmer so I used to go to him every four weeks which was just agony but he got me through it. Um, I did a bit of yoga. Well, yeah, yoga, I, yeah, yeah, I'm brutal at it, but so yeah. it is the best. It's thing. Amazing, it's amazing. Yeah. I have to say, it's, it's just, it is the best thing for anyone doing again endurance events. Um, I would have now it would be very seasonal. So from say September to December, I would big believe I do a lot of sit ups, press ups, pull ups. Um, not as much weights when I'm training because I was doing so much mileage. But you have to get your body prepped. Um, so it would be I'd have like this periodization of training that I knew cycles I was going to do. So I'd have that done, and then when I get into the bigger mileage, it was just swimming. And, and just from crawl and stretching. That was it. And of court work, obviously. But, you know, again, you only have so much time. Yeah. And then if I was in work, we have gyms and work. So in the afternoon, you can go to the gym. So I'd probably do like some more yoga there. So I didn't have time to go to yoga classes such, and my stretching and court work. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate stretching. I hate doing it. I'm still <laughs> brutal at it. But it's boring. That's why it's not, yeah, it's not challenging. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, yeah. And it's hard because I'm really, my flexibility is shocking. But um, yeah. yeah, that is really, really important, you know, yeah. and looking after yourself. So, I can yeah. almost say people are going, gee, she's telling us that she's too busy, but she gets yoga in as well. I know, I'm talking like, I was on, it was this online stuff, doing it, but uh, it really, really helped me, you know. Yeah. So um, I hate doing it now. 
Yeah. It has, yeah. It has sometimes you have to do things you don't like to do to well, get the things well, you want to Well, the things you don't want to do, well, like, like doing other things, like kicking the stuff, that's the stuff that's yeah. going to get you through. Yeah, well, I suppose it's that cliche. Like, like I love drinking wine. That ain't going to help me anywhere. Become <laughs> <laughs> a wine expert, you never know. Oh, I'm a bit of a wine snob, yeah. Are you a wine snob, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, you're yeah, watching yeah. The, the legs on the glass <laughs> yeah. and all, is it? Jesus. <laughs> I, know not, I know it's red and that's about much as I know about wine. Um, just to look at the the other kind of aspects yeah. of your life, you're a paramedic firefighter and mm-hmm. you were a nurse originally. So yeah. you're in this world of health and wellness and yeah. medicine anyway. And like it's one of those jobs. You might sit laughing and say when you're when you're young, whether you're a boy or a girl, you're looking at certain people and they're like superheroes. Mm. And you're looking at astronauts and pilots and mm. guys in the army and policemen and firefighters and paramedics. Mm. They're kind of the quintessential superheroes because they're the people running into houses that are burning and mm. pulling people out. You're yeah. literally doing the action hero saving yeah. life thing. Um, and paramedics, is, you're, you're the people on scene, you're, you're resuscitating people, you're bringing people back from the dead. All this sounds very grandiose, but it's kind of true. It, there's one of those few jobs where you're, you're, you're putting your life in danger mm. to save somebody else's life. There's very few people who can actually say that. Doctors and, and, and surgeons and nurses are fantastic as well. Um, like amazing people, incredible frontline people, but they're not running into the burning house. Like no. you are literally the front line um, of, of, of saving lives and saving people. And that is, apart from all your sporting achievement, mm. that's an inspirational thing. And I've always had a huge admiration and appreciation for people like that, especially in a system where it's very hard to get things done and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what, what led you down the road of wanting to, to be a paramedic firefighter? Well, again, what's well, not for you won't pass you. What's for you won't pass you. It's from meeting people, you know, yeah. um, and it's actually through everything I've done through my life has been through swimming. That's who I've met everybody, husband, best friends, friends, you know, it that's just brought me down the path where I've gone. So when I was nursing, I um, was doing water polo and started the open water swimming. And I met some good friends some great friends still um, who were in the fire brigade. And one in particular, um, he said, would you not think about going for the fire brigade? I knew nothing about the fire brigade. Yeah. I was like, what? Not at all. So anyway, I was going back to Australia for a year to do um, just to do nursing and just to go and live and have some fun. So I said, look, I'll apply for it when I come back. I think when I came back, sorry, that was it. I came back and I was back nursing. And I was going to change. I wanted to do uh, midwifery or ICU. And I said, um, he goes, look, they're recruiting. Why didn't you go for it? And I was there going. And I'd seen them, all the lads, and they're, they're big into what's they call SRT, Safe Water Rescue. And I said, oh, I'll, I'll go for it for sure. Look, you know, and I was telling my dad, he's like, what? Go, be, yeah, whatever. And I got it. It's so, very difficult to get in. As yeah. Far as it, really yeah, difficult. Yeah. Like, yeah. But again, I think if you just give something, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Sure. Sorry. So I said, right. And um, so I got it and I said, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I took it and it was the best decision I ever made because I didn't really know a lot about it then. Obviously, you know, I probably still don't know a lot about it, <laughs> but um, I went for it and the training and it was just amazing. And I absolutely love it. And it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Really? Yeah. 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 What is it about the job you love? I, I can think, imagine, but well, do you know what? A again, meeting the lads I work with are great. You yeah. know, you have every day you laugh. Is it? It's mostly men in the job. Yeah, is it, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, they're fantastic. Um, they can be moaning, whatever, but no, they are great lads. Um, it's very dynamic, and no one day is the same. Okay. I mean, you can go in, and you can definitely you can have a quiet day when you're on the ambulance. Um, so I work in a two pump station in Fisborough, so we have two um, trucks and ET. And we have an ambulance. So we rotate. So every firefighter in Dublin Fire Brigade is a paramedic. paramedic yeah. So we all rotate the ambulance when we're due it. And the ambulance is the busiest part of our job because it just doesn't stop. And now with COVID and all the new, we've got two extra ambulances since then. We've all these new protocols. It, it just it just hasn't stopped. And it was yeah. very, very stressful um, over COVID. And now come back, I'm off now at the moment and I'll come back into it. It's just going to be as bad, if not worse. But we're a bit more prepared. Like, I think we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll see how it goes. Well, maybe just we're, we're more insightful into it. But um, 
no no day is the same. And I, I just love that when I started, I know now about hydraulic tools. I never knew anything like about that. I'm trained Highland Rope Rescuer. I'm wow. trained in MER, Marine Emergency Response. So we went to cool. ships. Yeah. Go, and that was one of the best two weeks I've ever done training. And it's just the courses that I've done and even the paramedics, the trauma skills that I've learned, I would never have learned as nursing. And, you know, when you're nursing and someone's sick, and I specialised in lung cancer and it was... It was, a re- it was a very, very tough job. Now, you, nursing is so difficult. Yeah, you just very hard, do not yeah. stop. You can't go to the loo. I mean, oh, it's a very, very difficult yeah, job. My sister's a midwife. And oh, midwifery. Oh, they're yeah. just yeah. angels. Amazing people. I mean, I, their, their job, I mean, they're so clever, so professional, but yeah. they're just amazing. But um, when I went into the fire brigade, I just couldn't get over the things I was doing, things I was seeing. And at least if somebody um, has a heart attack or cardiac arrest or something bad happens in hospital, it's a controlled environment. There's yeah. someone there, the doctor there. It doesn't happen at three o'clock in the morning in the lashing of rain with gangs around you going, oh my God. And some of the things I've done and seen have just been incredible. And that maybe has a lot to do with your resilience and building you and getting yeah. you trained as well, you know. So um, that then we're very lucky in our job as well. I'm, impo- I'm involved in what's called the CISN team, Critical Incident Stress Management Team. So if we have, we go to a really bad case, say, a child that's died or something very, very traumatic or hanging or someone young or just something that, you know, or you're getting a lot of them. What we can do is we get alerted at these cases and we carry a phone and we can ring the whoever was at it and say, do a, a diffusal, have a chat to them. Like, how are you? How was everything? Does anyone need to talk to? And we can go and have a chat with the team that was there straight away. And 90% of the time that will stop any PTSD and will kind of help people. And wow. it's amazing. And it's just a resource that we do. It's all voluntary and we get trained within the job. And it's just a really, it's really effective method of helping people cope with stress. And um, it's getting bigger and bigger. And again, we're talking about mental health and things. But some of the lads in the job, years and years, years, they never had this. And they'll, you know, it's, you know, I don't need that tree huggers. But sometimes then you talk to them. And like if you're at a scenario where you had a child that has died, you might be working on them and you you don't know what else is going on. So when you all come together afterwards, and a lot of times you might be on the truck and the animals take away. You might not know what's going to happen. I mean, you can find out, but kind of wish you'd been there and especially when you're a mother oh, things totally imagine. change yeah, yeah, when yeah. you get a sick kid yeah. it's horrific I mean it doesn't have to be a sick child it can be any circumstances um, and now I mean with poverty and domestic abuse and just the things that we're seeing it's just it's getting worse but yeah. um, there is effective um, tools and that we can do to help people and it just makes the job a little bit easier and it's brilliant I think it is <laughs> oh, it's amazing I only know from I trained as a, an athletic therapist before a physio mm. but we had to do kind of advanced advanced first aid I yeah. suppose not, well, not primary yeah, like that. Yeah. The, the stress of even mm. the course and the exam and all yeah. and like you're in a, a nice safe classroom and it's like what would you do if and you're like yeah. seeing safe and all this kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. the stress of that and we're in the classroom. There's yeah. nothing happened. It's a mannequin. Like mm. I can, I can't even imagine the adrenaline, and the the. And I know you probably get to a point where not that you're numb to it, but you're able to handle it. You're trained. Well, you become cynical. I imagine you do <laughs> you become do. a bit cynical. Yeah, and, but yeah. you are well, and we're very, very well trained. And the one thing about the job is you're never on your own. All right. Yeah, Whether yeah. it's in the ambulance, it's you and another person, um, or you might go into a room on your own. But there's always backup there. If in a truck, there's yeah. five people. Yeah, you it's know, a team. and this it is a team. And we all, for some reason, we just straight go into what we have to do, and we can work really together. We have advanced paramedics now, and just that Susan thing I was talking about. It's peer support. Now we're not trained counselors, psychotherapists, yeah, yeah. but we're just They're like human beings. Yeah, like. but that's it. But we're <laughs> just like. Um, it's psychological first aid and sometimes just to talk to someone you don't really know listen and just you know reassure normalise you know like to normalise the feelings that they're feeling it was the situation that we were in is abnormal and just to sometimes you just need people to say like you did brilliant there you did the yeah. best you can you know you've got as much help as you can to that person didn't make it 
you know, well done. Because sometimes, no matter who you are, I always think people need to be told, well done, like you did the best. I think sometimes we don't say that enough to each other and without being patronising, oh, God, aren't you brilliant? But just say, listen, well done, that was a tough situation. Are you great work there, especially to the recruits that we have, our junior people, um, I think can make a difference, you know? I'm sure people that listen to us go, what is she talking about? No. But, that's just, but that's what I think. Do you know, know what? So. That is that is the core. That's it's That really resonates mm. with me. It really touched mm. home there. Well I, done, Dan. You're doing brilliant there now. So Keep much. going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. CISM? Yeah, Critical Incident Stress Management. That's yeah. unbelievable because obviously, and again, this is a scalable thing. You're doing this in the most needed extreme cases. Mm. Like you're talking about really, really difficult situations here. That's so important for life in mm. general. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, Really uh, important. Like we're, we're social animals. We're people. Even if you like, you like time alone, I like time alone. Some of us mm. like a bit of time alone, but we're social animals mm. and we need to support each other. Mm. And that is just, that's beautiful yeah. what, what that is. And your volunteers as well. And you're, yeah, it's in the it, job, yeah. And you're saying like it can, it can prevent up to 90% of PTSD. Mm. Yeah. No wonder, yeah. because you're you're helping people to to you're supporting people, you're mm. giving them emotional support. I'm sure you go into some places. You don't have to go into any details now. Where you just see the most heartbreaking, horrendous. Not even just the incident that has mm. happened, the the family or the surroundings mm. or like what 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 has led to this particular. I'm sure it's absolutely heartbreaking mm. that people are living in these kind of situations. Yeah. And I'm always, I'm big on. I'm very very privileged to be in the position I'm in. I have a healthy family. Same here. I'm yeah. very happy. I have mm. good friends. I have a good life. Like I, if I ever complain about something, I end up kicking myself. Oh, what are you? But complaining it's okay about? to complain. It's, it's relative. You know, I yeah, understand exactly, it's relative. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm allowed to feel bad. I'm yeah. not feeling. I don't beat beat myself up yeah. or anything like that. But when you start to hear about people who really, really, really are struggling and they're a mile away from you or they're your next door neighbour or whatever like that, it really kind of puts in perspective for, for me anyway mm. how great I have it mm. and how happy I am that I have the things I, I have. Um, but where that kind of stops for most people and me included is being able to help other people with that. Mm. And I find myself a lot of the time thinking, God, that's so sad. And then I'm like, what? that kettle not boiled yet. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, you, yeah, you're moving yeah. on with your life, which yeah. is normal and natural, I know. But to be able to maybe have something in your head that you, every day you give a minute or two consideration mm. to somebody. And they don't want to do anything. Mm. Like so, some people are amazing. What you're doing is absolutely amazing. We have loads of volunteers to do incredible work with people. But if we all had a little bit more of that in us, and I'm not talking mm. about giving the troke or anything like that, like all those causes are great, but just in your day-to-day -day life, the people that you directly touch, being able mm. to say, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Well done. Can I help you with it? Are you feeling okay? I would say if we were able to do that 5% more, the world would be a totally different place. Because you just don't know the battles that other people oh, are facing. Yeah. Now, I'm a big believer as well now in saying that not bringing your troubles into work, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 like, absolutely. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, there is a fine line. And listen, don't get me wrong, I could be a narky <laughs> wagon on the stairs of the lads going, what is she talking about? But I do really try and say, are you all right? Or, yeah. well, how are you after that? Genuinely, because I'd hate anyone to feel crap, no matter who yeah. they are. And even if there's someone you're not, you're not 100%, you know, we can't love everyone we, we work with or we deal with. But at the same time, you have to have a professionalism and respect. And no matter who you are, I'd always say, hey, God, you're right. Need a bit of time out. Because you'd like someone to do it for you. Yeah. And sometimes you don't realise, like they might say, Rachel, you're a bit, you're all right there. Don't you? you go, do you know what? I'm feeling a bit. I don't know what it is. And then you talk about it for two seconds. You go, I'm grand now. You know, and you don't even realise how you are. So, and I think just getting in touch with that, um, especially in this social media crazy world. And like, you know, in our job, it's, you know, there's fight, flight, fright, or sorry, flight, flight, or freeze. But it's also phone. So straight away, when you're doing something, there's someone there with a phone. Oh, what, yeah. Everything yeah, you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not that you have to worry because, you know, you do your job to the best of your ability. We're trying very well. But you, they might see, they might video something. They didn't video the first part. And you might look like you're doing something wrong. And you just have to be really conscious of that. And like, even now, if you're doing CPR or some most horrific cases, there'll be someone there with, if everyone's looking, oh, 
Like years ago, even when I started, like I'm in the job 15 years now. And when he started, these people might give a little bit. Oh, God, look now. No, they're watching. And oh, it's that's yeah. the way it is, unfortunately. So yeah. you just have to be aware of that, you know, and we go out to our recruits and we have a chat to them about it and just let them know what they're coming into and they can talk about. It. And I think I think it does help, you know, yeah. so yeah. Hope. <laughs> I hope. Absolutely. Hope, yeah. there's, there's, a lot, and it, there's loads of negatives today, but there's yeah. loads of positive oh, things to be learned yeah. from those negatives. Like. Uh, the, the phone thing is a, is a it's a funny one. Like I'm not a technophobe at all. I think phones are great, and you can contact. Mm. There's loads of benefits. Oh, listen, to it. I use it for everything. Insta- yeah. Instagram is the way forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if we're getting to a point where you have to be, you're trying to save somebody's life, and you have to be careful. You have to think about something else other than saving that person's life, even if it's only a fleeting thought of, oh God, is that person after seeing me? You're telling Whatever. someone to get back and they'll say, look at this girl. And I'll be saying, get back, get back. But they don't know we're about to shock somebody or there's there's paraphernalia there. Yeah. I'm protecting them, but it can be consumed as, oh, look at that wagon. And it probably and will be because yeah, of course it will. Wants, you want to go viral. Like yeah, You want, course, you, you want those clicks and you want yeah. those hits. That's where I see a big problem with this mm. kind of stuff. And I, I, there's no one to blame. I'm not blaming anybody. And when if you grow up with this stuff, that's just normal for an 18-year-old kid to see something happen. They want to take the phone out and record it. That's normal for them. But it's, it, I think there needs to be a little bit more, and this is it's so cliche. I hate hearing myself even say this. There needs to be more education around this subject. But, but there is. Yeah. There definitely does need to be something because that person, if the if their first instinct is not, oh my god, is that person okay? Let's make sure. What can I do to help? Okay, all I need to do is stand back here. And do, that's not their first instinct anymore. The first instinct is get that on video, mm-hmm. get it on video. And now we're seeing more and more videos come out. Like the ones I really don't understand is where you see videos of people being beaten up in the street. Like yeah. Someone holding the phone there. Would you not go and, I don't mean physically intervene, but would you not do something else other than just hold your phone out and, yeah. and, and film it? Like, But it's, we want more content and there's no real connection there between their brain and this person's in trouble. It's get the phone out and video it. Yeah. Yeah. But for, for someone like you or a professional who's trying to do something and in the back of your mind, you have to be conscious of, how does this? How is this going to be perceived? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, unfortunately, you you could be held accountable for that. Of course, you're yeah. like, what are you there for? You you didn't go you didn't go there to make a mistake. You went there to save, save somebody's life. life. Yeah, yeah. Gardy, I my heart bleeds oh, for him. I don't know how they do their job. You couldn't pay me enough to do that no, job. Same. I know I know a few guards. You yeah. could not pay me enough to do that job. I think it is the most thankless job in the world. But it is unbelievable what these men and women do, and what they have to go through, and the the crap they get. If a guard stops me. And starts asking me for tax. My first reaction is for effects. But then I'm like, this person's only doing their job and they are doing it under the most horrible conditions yeah. and nobody likes them. Yeah. Nobody's happy to see a guard. Yeah. Because uh, what have I done now, guard? Like, Well, we work close with the guards and um, and the armed guards now and the the community support, community unit. I have nothing but respect for them. Amazing. I just, I, I couldn't do it, you know. And I'd probably be, I'd definitely be sacked because by seeing what they do, <laughs> they do and like a lot, they're, they're, so, they're so patient. Yeah. Now I'm sure there's other sides as well, but oh, yeah, I just yeah. think they are amazing and what they have to do and what they have to, and like when we're at a really bad situation or someone dies, there's poverty, there's kids around and it's just really sad. We go, they stay. They stay. You know? They stay. Um, and I just, I, and they don't, they don't, I'm pretty sure they don't have the system support that we have as well. I think they're only getting into it and I tell you, I think they need it. Oh, big Oh time. my God, yeah. But, um, big time, yeah. yeah. So hopefully there's someone listening that might be able to help them out or do something. But yeah, they uh, they have nothing but my my, my uh, respect. I can tell you that now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny how it ends up. Like we're talking about people, Gardaí and, mm. and nurses and doctors and paramedics and firefighters and people in general. Mm. And everybody, I don't, I don't believe that there's evil people there but no. we're caught in these cir- these weird circles that we've created ourselves in the world that force us to do these like you, you're forced now to think about camera phones Gary are forced 
to have uncomfortable conversations with people who have done nothing wrong because they're doing their job and they've been told to do their job and they're not getting enough support from the system or whatever. It's, it's like people you hear getting sued by people broke into their house. Ah, I mean, Jesus that's when you know the world's gone, Christ. you know. Yeah. And I saw what I see a thing like they're talking about opening up pubs yet they're not allowed, birth and partners aren't allowed to go into the hospitals to be there with it. So I mean, priorities. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing, you know. So for yeah. sure, that, that's the world we live in. The it is the world we live yeah. in, which is why it's all, so much more important. Everything you spoke about in this podcast mm. is so much more important because Anybody who expects, and this is not this is not a big doom and gloom thing, but anybody who expects that good things are going to happen to them because the world is going to make good things happen to them, mm. it's probably not. Yeah, there's good luck and there's good, mm. co- good fortune and all that. But if you really want to have a fulfilling and happy life, I think you need to focus on a lot of the stuff that you've said, mm. setting yourself goals and challenges, making sure you take care of yourself in the times you're not going to feel good. The system thing, caring about, apply your own form of system every mm. day to people. Talk to the people. It doesn't have to be strangers. Talk to the yeah. people who are close to you. Make sure they're okay. Sometimes the ones most close to you, the ones you forget about, and they're the Almost ones that always. need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take them for granted. You know. Yeah. And and that's the thing is, I really believe in um. Obviously now having the kids, like it's monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I am the person I am because of my parents, and I'm very very lucky. They were amazing. My husband, his family are amazing, great friends. So I'm very, very lucky. You yeah. know, I've had that support. I've never had to feel isolated or alone or look for anything. I've never, no matter what happened, I wanted to do. My mom and dad, Tom, yeah, right, we got you. There's no problem, Brilliant. you know, unless I want to do something crazy. And then Tom, like, seriously, right? <laughs> I'm like, come on, we'll do it. We'll be we'll fine. Anyway. Yeah, because we do it anyway. But, and, and I just see the kids, and I just think now with children, if you have children out there, like, even simple things, like I have a pull up bar and I try and do my pull ups and that. And now my kids, they, they climb up like little monkeys on the side and, the and they do them. And I've never asked them to do it, you yeah. know. And, you know, and like we we are a total anti-computer house. And I think Santa Claus might have to bring something. Oh, yeah, yeah they're getting it. What are they, seven? Yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because we're always outdoors and they, they, they see it. And I think, you know, even when you see here your child say thank you to someone or how are you and you're not there. That's from them, from listening to you, you know. Yeah. So I think as once you become an adult as well, you have a, sec- a, a parent, you have a second chance to change things for people, you know, pay it back, show your kids what you can do and they will definitely follow. You know, yeah. that's I'm trying to. You must to be reading my notes here. That's my next question about oh, your right. kids. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm fascinated by this as well. All this stuff is grand. It's all great. Everything we talk about is great. But now we have another generation coming up. Mm-hmm. How do we... Because whatever about people who are younger than us now in their twenties and stuff, and we wouldn't, you couldn't pay me enough mm. to be a teenager or a twenty-year-old no now as well as we said. What about our kids? How are we? What do we need to do? And you've just explained it there. Mm. It's set good examples. Mm. It's it's let them be exposed to the stuff that you want them to be exposed to. Mm. I think a lot of parents, me included, my my daughter's two and a half now. A lot of parents are ex- terrified when they have hear these conversations about how terrible everything is. Oh my god, and phones and social media, mm. and oh my god, it's it's terrible. Does yeah, not you're the parent. You just say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people say, oh my God, he has the phone. Yeah. Well, who gave it to him? My child didn't go out and buy a phone himself or yeah. a computer. But I think with kids as well, you cannot wrap them in cotton wool. You just I think have you should to, do the opposite. <laughs> uh, like, I look at mine and go, oh my God. And like, they're mad into the army. It's army, army, army. Oh, yeah. Like, that's all they want to do. And they're out every day. And I want to see the gear they wear. And what they do. Like, <laughs> they're, the they're seven. Yeah, and they're exactly. And they're real great imagination. I really try and nurture that. And, you know, I see them climbing the tree. I mean, where I found them, I found them up this 20-foot wall before. And I was about to, and I was like, just get down there now. And then don't go up that wall again. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of love it as well. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, once yeah. they don't break their legs. And even when they're in the sea, you know, obviously I, I'm really, really strict. you got to watch them because I'll, I'll be in there with them. But you have to let kids 
do things. And especially, I, I saw this brilliant thing about girls. I don't have a daughter, unfortunately. But it's like raising brave girls, you know. It's like when you see a boy on a, on a tree, it's like, yeah, go hide. Oh, get down there now, Mary, you might hurt yourself. Yeah. I'm going, oh my God, it should be the opposite. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, like my kids have started judo. And that's one thing I never did is... Um, Self-defense, and I wish I had done it because yeah. I'm brutal. Like, <laughs> anyway, okay, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, jump in the Liffey. But um, you know, I see the girls at them, and they're fearless, and they kick the fellas' ass, and I yeah. love seeing that. You know, yeah. and it's all about empowering girls, and like, let them do, and like, and to be a woman, especially in a man's job, you have to work ten times harder, yeah. and again, more resilience, and maybe that's where it comes from, and that's just the way it is. And People say, you know, I, I do still think it's a man's world, it's a man's world. But if you want to work, live in a man's world, you have to do more. And that's just the way it is. You know, people might say, no, no, no. Rachel Leeds is going to make thinking. the six o'clock news tomorrow. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, that's just the way I, way I think it is. But, um, you know, if you have a girl, just there's a, I'll send it to you. This brilliant, brilliant um, TED talk with this girl. And she just talked about raising brave women, brave girls. And it's so true. It's yeah. just don't wrap your kid. Now, listen, it's important to be a girl. And if you want to do whatever girls do and if guys want to do what girls do I'm just talking about yeah. raising brave children yeah, you know yeah, fearless yeah. and kind children you'd be fine yeah. do you know well, you've gone there now I'm going to have to put yeah. it on this one you've, you've <laughs> dived into that subject uh, yeah it's I think it's another area that's getting very muddy now with all this PC stuff going on and I mean you've just said there it's a man's world Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> Not a popular thing to say, yeah. but I understand what you're saying and I've kind of read a lot about this lately because I'm fascinated by this whole thing there's two things that really wind me up now. It's trying to force women into a role that they don't want in, mm -hmm. in a huge majority of cases. It's a very unpopular thing to say, oh, maybe lynched for saying that. But a lot of women don't want to be a CEO or they, they want to mind their kids or they want and to do... And that's the hardest job of the that world. That is the hardest job in the world, by the way, absolutely. Um, and it, But they're shamed by the female community for that because you're letting us down because we're supposed to be strong. But that's not what being a, being a strong woman or a strong person is about making your own decisions and going after that thing. Not going after what the... Listen, oh, if I didn't work and I was at home every day with my kids, I would be a basket case. I have nothing but admiration. It's insane. I don't know how they... Because at least, let's be honest, we got to work for a rest. Yeah. You know, and as much as we love our kids and we love our partners, you need that time. If you're at home all the time, you don't get that. You're constantly thinking, doing this, doing this. You do not sit down. Yeah. And I have nothing but admiration for people who, who don't work because yeah. I because that's not they shouldn't even say don't work who don't get paid from another job because they're already working full time. I just well, they're doing the do most it. important job. Yeah. They're raising the next generation yeah. of people. Like. Yeah. Um. And the other the other side of that is this man's world thing. Mm. The world we have built is competitive. It's massively massively competitive, and in general, men have that aggressive competitive nature just inherently. Mm. So that's why we say it's a man's world. There's absolutely no reason why a woman can be. You are deeply embedded in this quote-unquote mm. man's world. You're mm. doing the stereotypical man's job. You're a firefighter out there on the front line. That's incredible. You're breaking records. Sorry, Tom, you're breaking records <laughs> that were previously held by a man. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff. I think that's amazing. But to try and say to women who don't necessarily have those goals that you're wrong because you're letting females down or you have to be this or you have to be that or trying to say to a man that y y you can't be a man, you can't mm. do the things you we're getting to this point now where everyone has to be exactly the same. You can't mm. say anybody's different or outside. Oh, everyone no. has to be in this pod. Everyone has to do the same thing. And then thing. you have girls who go into men's job and go, oh, I can't do that. They drive my head. I'm like, if you're in this job, you got to work hard. you got to do it. Just, you oh, pick, no, like you oh, said, the swim thing. You pick this. You yeah. chose this. You know, you're going to work Christmases. You're gonna, yeah. that, that's just the way it is. You're going to miss birthdays because when you're working, you're working. And that's just it. Like anyone else who works full time. Like anybody. That drives me crazy as well. So yeah. you got to, if you're picking something, that's that's just what you got to do. But um, 
yeah, like I probably not that I should. I probably should. But sometimes I do feel it is a man's world. And my mom always said it to me: it's a man's world, and the things have changed and evolved definitely. But if you look at sport, at what men get paid and what women get paid, look at the difference. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, now I know men's sport probably bring in more money because there's more people watching. Yeah. I get that, but you know, there's a really good Nike ad about women. Um, you know, when they scream and shout, it's oh, she's emotional. Where men yeah. do the same. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, you know, there is that 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 difference. But that is the difference between men and women as well. We are different, you know. So it's well, just about yeah, we are different. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Agree so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose life is about what you choose, and no matter what you do, just give it one hundred ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Man, woman, child, old, young, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Pick your goal if that's what you want. Go and get it, and yeah. don't listen to anybody who tells you you can't no. get that goal. No matter what it is, like don't yeah. don't listen to anybody. And yeah, be yeah. careful what you wish for. Jesus, <laughs> that's a big one. Like if I could, if I could, um, if I didn't have to work now and I could re- retire, I would. Do you mean? Would you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Don't get me wrong. I love my job, yeah. but if I was financial viable, I didn't have to. Yeah, I would be more than now. I'd still coach and I would do other things and I'd probably like to go to college and do things, but I wouldn't work full time. Okay, you know, yeah. but that's just because. I think I've done enough and I'm happy, you know. Yeah, but then yeah, again, great, yeah. maybe after a year I go, oh my God, I wish I was back working. But uh, yeah, so yeah. that's it. And just before we wrap up, one interesting yeah. question I want to ask you. If you, if it wasn't swimming, you could do any other sport. I know you did a bit of marathon run stuff like that. Was there, was there anything else you'd like to do? Anything else that you know, I was only like saying to that to Tom. I, like, I am the worst cyclist. Like, I'm absolutely shocking, <laughs> you know. So, I you know, the idea of doing triathlons and things like that. Um, I don't like sailing, don't like boats or anything like that. I get so sick. <laughs> 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 Jesus <laughs> no, I know. That's um, why you're in the water all the time, yeah, not on the boat, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't scuba dive because I can't equalise the burst both my eardrums. So, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm shocking. Um, I like the idea of rowing. Not that I've ever rowed before, okay, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I do. I've, um, so it'd be another water-based boat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, to, I mean, running, yeah, absolutely. I would love to be... Uh, a marathon, a fast marathon, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but that'll never ever happen, you know. So, never, never if, if you want to go, just set your sights on it and go. Yeah, and but get you got to know your capabilities are limited and your weight yeah, <laughs> and your fair. agility, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is it about rooks? I, I, I ran a little bit in, in college and stuff with a bit of cross country. I mm. hate running, I only did it to get fit for, for playing football. Yeah, it's great for fitness. My head does not let me, it doesn't give me a break when I'm just stop, yeah. just stop now. This is awful, just keep just stop, just stop now. Never yeah. get easier, it gets harder with every step yeah. you take. What is it about running that? Because loads of people, the runners hide, loads of people are addicted to running. You just switch off. I don't and you just that. run. Like I don't run with a um, music. Music. I can't it's, run without music. Yeah, if I, it's on mind. But I, and I love you can have a chat. You can just and it's cheap. You put on a pair of runners yeah, by yourself fair, yeah. and you're gone. Where if I go swimming, it's forty five minutes to the pool, an hour or two hours training, forty five minutes back. Where you can do your exercise there and back in an hour. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, like fair, it's, yeah. I'm very lucky where I live because I can run by the sea, can run in Malahide Park. You can go. It's cheap. Yeah. It's now the only thing is it wrecks your joints and things like that. That's true, yeah. But um, yeah, and I like uh, not that I'm into the gym by now, but I really you know I watch all that CrossFit and what people do. I like yeah. watch those net. That's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible what they do. There's a lot of controversy oh. around CrossFit and all this kind of. I think it's the concept behind CrossFit is just incredible. Be physically able to do everything. Oh, exactly. It's, you're yeah. strong. You're fit. You're you you can swim. You can run. You yeah. can jump. You can climb. You can lift. You can. Yeah. You're, you're, you're you've everything. Like yeah. yeah. Um, I think that. But there's so many sports there. I mean, climbing. Yeah. I started yeah. climbing there recently oh, as well. Yeah. That's incredible. Like, you think you're fit. You try another oh sport and you go, God. Oh my God, I'm shocked. But it, like I, I told the story before, it, your brain just lights up. You're, what is this? I'm mm. bad at it, and I have so much potential. Because when you're really good, like you at swimming, you're going to struggle to get an. If I if I went swimming, you went swimming. I'm going to improve every single day. You're going to struggle to get an extra one percent because mm. you're at such a high, a high level. With swimming I went climbing I was like 
I'm brutal at this. But every day I was getting better. <laughs> better. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. An, every day I'm achieving something. Every yeah, single yeah, yeah. day. It was like, it's like six months, you might climb the next. I was like, every day I was climbing a little bit better, a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's amazing for, for your head, like switch it up, change. It is, change yeah, yeah, change a few things, you know. But yeah, I, I ain't just going for a walk, not like yeah, a hike yeah. up the mountains. There's nothing wrong with just going for a walk in 20. If you can't, people say about time, if you can just go 10 minutes a couple of times a day, you're sorted, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. We don't all have to be flying, sweaty, horrible, <laughs> you know. But yoga's brilliant as well, though. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Absolutely, like, yeah. Yeah, Small, classes. achievable, enjoyable yeah. things. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you feel good about yourself you afterwards. Yourself. Yeah. Rachel, that was inspiring oh, I'm going to say word again it was absolutely <laughs> brilliant thank you very much no thank you so much I really enjoyed talking you're so easy to talk to oh, so good. yeah I really well, enjoyed that's, it that's yeah. great yeah it's <laughs> going for someone a podcast or something <laughs> Um, yeah no look really really enjoyed that very very inspiration your story is an absolutely beautiful story you're a beautiful person I really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time oh thanks so much um, and maybe you'll come back on again in, in a few to. months yeah we've a few well we're hoping to do the um, Ocean 7 that's the plan what's the Ocean 7 so the Ocean 7 is seven um, it's seven channels around the world so we've done the North Channel so let's yeah, yes. re- relay now the three of us because you were winding down and retiring here no, you're doing another, no, no, another no. seven so um, we did the North Channel so we were and meant to have done more. the English Channel this year as a relay okay. but we couldn't obviously because of Covid and non-essential travel and things like that so um, hopefully next year and there's, there's one Hawaii New Zealand straight to Gibraltar there's um, a good few that we would like to do and we're very lucky to and we got sponsored by Kingspan oh amazing yeah, yeah 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 yeah. so we're trying to just bring awareness of plastics and they have yeah. this incredible um, new initiative called Planet Passionate where they're just you know they're just trying to reduce their carbon emissions recycling one billion plastic bottles so I work a bit with clean coasts and do things like that because I have this thing against plastic um, which we need but how it can be recycled and used in for like they use it for the insulation you know so um, there's a good few initiatives so hopefully we might do something like that brilliant I'll give you a shout out for building the house as well yeah do yeah Yeah. a few plastic bottles from all (laughs) together yeah (laughs) Um, and if anybody wants to get in contact with you about training about swimming about anything where where can they find you okay we have a website called oceanbreakers.ie and you can just send me an email and um, I'm very lucky that we have uh, this three other coaches we work with so there's Tom Ronan and now um, Susan so all our best friends and husbands all working <laughs> together and we just all come together and we coach and um, yeah and we've all done it and even if it's just a query we're more than happy to have a chat and well obviously two metres apart or just now yeah, that's the power sense, of yeah. um, online and email and any queries yeah definitely give me a shout Brilliant. Well, look, Rachel, really appreciate it. Oh, Dan, it's brilliant. And we'll definitely have you back on in the oh, future. Cool, cool. Talk, we'll, I'll interview you. You can interview, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to say compared to that. She's a hard act to follow. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Ocean 7 and all your great achievements. Brilliant. And get you back. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much. Take Thank care. you. Just pure class. What a beautiful person. Thank you for listening to that episode. If you're not inspired to get out and work towards your goals after that, then I don't know what'll do it for you. If you're loving these podcasts, please do show your support by subscribing to the show and giving us a rating. It really does help. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, you can follow Primal on Instagram and Facebook at Primal Pro, P-R-Y-M-A-L-P-R-O. And if you want to ask some questions, have a chat or get in touch for any reason, you can email at podcast at primal.ie. Rachel's promised to teach me how to swim properly, so I might have a look at that channel record in a few months. Watch this space. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.